what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he's got some harsh words for Shaq and Charles Barkley, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, did you hear what Shaq and Charles said about Salt Lake City? Well, first off, I mean, I did hear that we're all going to heaven. So that makes me happy because we are yes. going to heaven, but it's a boring Apparently, town. quote, it ain't got nothing to do with this boring-ass city. Yes, he did say that. And Shaq said, I got a lot of room service sitting in my room. I never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. These people going to heaven. Well, you know what? It's, I'm sorry. I hear about it. Ryan Rossillo. He was there, and people are like, hey, what's, uh, man, what, what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like when I go to, uh, to Salt Lake? And he's like, you know, it's, it's a lot like Denver, just a lot more convenient. And uh, Salt Lake is great, man. Salt Park, City's, Par- Park City's great. It's, uh, you know, I'm actually going there this week. I- I'm going skiing. I'm going to Park City. I'll be in Utah this week. Yeah, well, um, I tell you, you need to stop by, make a little video, send it to Chuck and Shaq, and, you know, tell them what they're missing. I mean, I can't guarantee I'm going to have, you know, a, t- a crazy fun time. But still, it's, it's going to be good. I, I, uh, I'm going. So it's funny. I think I told you the story. Uh, my brother who lives in Connecticut, he is he texts uh, my brothers. I have three older brothers. I'm the youngest of four boys. My, my oldest brother, lot. he texts me and he texts the others and he said, hey, I'm going skiing. My parents live in Utah. I'm going skiing, uh, staying at mom and dad's house on this day and this day. Uh, if anyone wants to go and, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, that's cool. He, he does that every year. Uh, I'm sure he'll want to go and, and that'll be great. And then my next brother got on and he said, okay, hey, I booked a flight. I'm coming this day and leaving this day. And then my next brother came and said, hey, I'm coming this day and leaving this day. And I, and I told Marlo, I said, looks like I'm yeah, going no to Utah. Pressure. Looks like I'm going to Utah. And, uh, and, and then I was like, well, you know, if I go to Utah and go skiing, I have to take Drake, my, my 13-year-old son. That kid has been asking me, he's been saying, when are we going skiing, Dad? When are we going skiing? And it would hardly, you know, it wouldn't work out if I was like, hey, uh, I know you've been asking about going skiing. And I've said, no, no, no. Uh, surprise, I'm going skiing and you're staying home. So he is actually, uh, he, he's actually coming with me. So it'll be good. You even troll your kid, man. No, I mean, I didn't say that. I said if I did that, that would be a bummer oh, for okay. him. I, I didn't even try because uh, I knew that would be a problem. But no, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, my old stomping grounds, I went to BYU. Uh, go see my parents who are, you know, 81 years old almost. So it's, uh, it, it'll be good for the four of us and Drake uh, to be there. So That's cool. Yeah, a couple of generations of Wahlburgers. Now, here's the question everyone wants to know. Yeah. Are you going to take them any eggs? No, no, we are not going to take any eggs. You know, actually, I think I just found out our eggs, uh, are, we actually won't get eggs for a few more weeks, it sounds like. We have chickens. The chickens have arrived. I don't know if you, you've posted that. I sent you a video. Uh, Eddie, tell, talk about the animals that you see in that video. Well, there's um, chickens. Yes. That's for sure. And um, sounds like well, you, It sounds like you didn't watch the video. That's, that's actually what we're really it. saying. But it's like, what, 20 seconds long? Yeah. I see chickens. Yeah. Is there some... Wait, is there there's a dog behind there's there? There's a dog behind there. Okay. Is that Covey? Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I, I see chickens and a dog. Okay. And, and then and a, a, a blonde woman. Oh, wait, is that a horse? There's a horse back there as well. I was out you, there. You got, a, you got a ranch going on that, back here? That, that, that is not my horse. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, but that's uh, our neighbor's horse. And I was like, this is, here I am sitting here and there's 
there's chickens, a dog, and a horse. I'm like, this is just, it's a little much. It's like the, what was the TV show, Hey Dude? It's like we bought a farm or we bought a, we bought a zoo. There, that's that's, that's kind of what it feels like. So, Yeah, when I say the Wahlburger compound, people, I mean it. So one day, one day, eight, one day, Wahlburger Ranch. we'll invite you here uh, to come see us. Uh, but the second is one day we'll have eggs as well. You know, maybe we'll wait until we have eggs and then I can invite you over and we'll have a, uh, we'll, I'll make an omelet for you. Um, I hate eggs. Oh, okay, well, then we, we won't yeah. do that. So, Now, question, how close is the chicken coop to the pool? Uh, a, probably a good 50 yards. Okay, good. Yeah. Those should not come in contact. Yeah, though they, they, that's the, and, and the chickens aren't free range. They're not going to be walking around. They are, they've got a nice coop, a nice big coop, but they're not going to be walking around. Uh, you know, we'll actually see, we got the chickens today. Uh, we'll see, you know, if they make it through the night, right? We'll see with the foxes and the coyotes <laughs> out here and, and the raccoons and the snakes. And, and, uh, you know, I feel like I've, you know, I've, I've enclosed it pretty well. So, but we will, uh, we will find out. We'll see how well your handiwork holds up. Golly, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I don't blame you. I don't, blame I don't need to wake up. My kids, I think, would be very sad if there was a, a chicken massacre uh, overnight. So <laughs> They would grow up real quick. Yeah, that, that would be rough. Eddie, what's, uh, what's the latest on you? Well, you were um, eating eggs. Having it eggs yet. I, not yet. We're still, we're still weeks away. I tried out Mariah Carey's cookies. I don't know what that means. I like, I like the sound of it for you. but uh, Mariah Carey has a cookie company. That apparently doesn't have their own buildings, so you have to search it out and look for it. I didn't. I, somehow I found out about this randomly a couple of weeks ago at work, talking about crumble cookies. Crumble cookies are so fantastic. Found, Started in Utah, just having you know. Really? Oh, something good did come out of there. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Mariah Carey's cookies, they are... The one I went to is actually in the kitchen of the Buca de Beppo off 183. And... I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. First off, they didn't have the lemon coolers that I went there for in the first place. The triple chocolate was okay. The oatmeal raisin was okay, but I went there for the lemon. They didn't have them. That ticked me off from the beginning. Then they gave me the wrong cookies, gave me this cranberry crap. I'm like, you're, you're, I'm not going to bother again. Good. Go to Crumble. Yeah. Support, my, yeah. support my people, Eddie. There you go. But what I did do was go see the movie Missing. Okay. Have you heard of this one? I have heard of it. I have not. No, I have heard of it. I'm not watching that. That sounds terrifying. That's the mother who's missing, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's when I sit in the theater. I'm like, oh, no. No, not a chance. I hate those kind of movies. Well, well that's the point. But no, it was really good. It was really well done. Um, a lot of it was done through like social media and Google meetups and chats and WhatsApp. And it's a cool way to show that how kind of interconnected the world is and how much you can get done you know, sitting at your desk. Or is it scary that like uh, how much like you're connected and people are watching you through all of the different devices that you have? That was the other part. And how easily I don't think Google will like it. Uh, how easy it was to hack into people's emails. But it wasn't just Google. It was also uh, you know Apple's products and a little bit of Facebook, I think. So they kind of bounced around. Well, I don't love so any it. It wasn't of that. just all one company. But it was a really well done movie. I thought I was surprised at how good it was. Jordan, I'm two weeks from the cruise, man. We are two weeks from our cruises, aren't we? I think I'm one week, right? I'll be on a cruise a week from Saturday. I think you start like a weekend before me. Yes. I'm on the cruise a whole week before you, which is okay. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, you know, you'll make it. You'll make it through by yourself. It's going to be okay. You're, you're going to miss John Jones' heavyweight debut. I will. I will miss that. I wish I wish that we were uh, – you know what's giving me a bummer? So, guys, if you're actually – just this, just so you know, two weeks from tonight – uh, if you're listening, you're not going to be able to hear us. You're not going to be able to hear, I'll be on a cruise, but you're not going to be able to hear Eddie. There's a Longhorn Texas game. We will not be on the air that week. 
Uh, so you're going to have to find Eddie just podcast only. He's going to break it down with Stu Myrick. So that'll be pretty good. Uh, Eddie, so you are going on your cruise. Are you ready? Are you ready for the cruise? Did you already buy your drink package? I mean, what, did you, buy, you got your dinner reservation ready? Um, but John took care of the reservation. I'm not going with a drink package because I don't drink. So what's the point? Spend like 300 bucks on that. I did get the, uh, I did call AT&T and say, hey, let me get the cruise talking text and data package so you don't charge me 200 bucks like you tried to last time. So this time only 100 bucks. That's nice. And then today, I'm ashamed to say how much I spent on pre-ordering merch and posters. So I'm just going to let you leave that to your imagination. Do they send, let me say do I'm they not send proud of it. the posters to you before the cruise or do you have to like carry it off and like it's probably going to get wrinkled and everything? Well, they gave you the option, and I'm like, why would I want to pick it up on the boat and then have to uh, take it back on the plane? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I no, could, sh- ship it to me. I could see why you'd want your shirt and, like, some other clothes on the crew so you can wear them like the other, uh, you know, jabronis that are going to be on the, uh, on, on the boat with you. But a oh, I've got some of those already. Yeah. I got some of those already. We got a special one for our, uh, our cruise deck, Deck 10. We do it nonstop, then we do it again. Are you wearing a Prince, uh, Prince shirt again? I don't think I'm going to do Prince again. Uh, got a special one coming for, uh, for the Texitables. Those are 311 fans from Texas. Yeah. So I'll probably be wearing that one the first night. Might take my Space City jersey. That one's pretty cool. My Astros jersey. Celebrate uh, spring training starting up and celebrating our world champion Astros. I know you love that. Okay, we're probably getting way too into the weeds. I can go on yes. about this All for right. a while. Let's get into it. I mean, I'll be honest, Eddie. There, there, Saturday night was the epitome. The epitome of just some fights. Let's be honest. Yes. It was, you know, as I was looking and trying to follow up, I, I, you know, I wasn't going to watch that fight live. Uh, and as I was going through, I'm watching. I'm like, heavyweight fight goes to decision. Nope, not watching that. Uh, I already <laughs> nope. heard about the, uh, the Marcin Pacino, uh, William Knight fight. I said, nope, I'm not watching that. Uh, but I did watch. I did watch Aaron Blanchfield versus Jessica Andrade. Let's start there. Uh, because, Eddie, when Jessica Andrade stepped in for Talia Santos, I probably, just like everyone else, thought that Jessica Andrade was going to run over Aaron Blanchfield. And, and not because I, I looked down on Aaron Blanchfield, is, but because I respect Jessica Andrade so much for her resume, for what she has done. She's a former champion. I still think, you know, that she's someone who is right there at the top of the division. She has a win over Amanda Lemos. She has a win over Lauren Murphy. Uh, she's got a win over Cynthia Calvillo. I mean, she only loses, really, to the best of the best. Valentina Shevchenko, Rose Namajunas, Zhang Wiley, uh, Joanna. She did lose back in the day to Raquel Pennington and Marion Renault, But that was, you know, you're going back to, like, 2015, Jessica Andrade had really put it together. And when I look at Erin Blanchfield, uh, yes, she was streaking. Yes, you know, she her last loss was Invicta to Tracy Cortez. But since joining the UFC, Sarah Alper, Miranda Maverick, J.J. Aldrich, Molly McCann, this was the biggest step up in her competition. And she passed with flying colors. It was a huge step up. You can barely understand how big the step up in competition but was. E- but even like and Natalia think- Santos was higher ranked, right? She was ranked first in the division. Andrade was ranked third. And so you would think, oh, maybe she's taking a step down. No, she wasn't taking a step down the rankings. No, I'm not, I'm not even going to count Natalia Santos because it didn't happen. But compared to her previous actual fights, it was a huge step up. And Natalia Santos, as good as she is, doesn't have the credential of being a former world champion on her resume. Almost. And she had a really good fight against a uh, really good fight yeah. against uh, Valentino. Yeah. Dominic Cruz was almost a champ, too, but let's not go there. 
Um, but yeah, I didn't give Blanchfield much much of a chance. I think I was it that this one you asked me about. I gave her two chances, slim and fat. Yeah, probably that that might have been the one that you gave last week. Yeah, and uh, there's want to talk about egg on my face. Yes, I, man, I, I will provide and, the eggs. Yeah, I bet you will. But you know, you know, you know, she's good, but she's 23, and so you kind of kind of discount that. Like, yeah, she's kind of high ranked, but compared to what? So the division, you won't don't think it's that great. And you're like, oh, she's 23. She's still got some maturing to go. She's maybe not strong enough to handle Jessica Andrade, who's like a little tank, you know. And, man, we could not have been more wrong. Yeah, I mean, she looked great. And she went to take go to those takedowns early and try to take advantage of that. And, and she got that submission in the second round. Uh, and you could see, like, the emotion that she gave. She threw her mouthpiece. She was excited. She was, her family was celebrating. Uh, she called out that she wants the champs. She wants the, the winner of Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. That's the next fight that's happening uh, in just two weeks. And so this is perfect timing. But this was this was a, a very impressive one, and she's you no know, she's she's got to shoot up the rankings, right? Up to third. Um, you know, there there is some other people out there though. Oh yeah, and you know there was a lot of talk about Manon Firo. And but if the UFC wants to do something in Paris this year, that would be a great reason to go by giving her a title shot. But she did say that she wanted another shot before she took on Shevchenko, didn't she? She did. She did say that. So, it depends on what you can talk her into and what Dana's plans for our p- plans are for Paris. Um, and then you know you still got Talia Santos hanging around. Yeah, I mean that, that maybe maybe Manon Fido versus Talia Santos would be a good number one contenders fight, and you could put Aaron Blanchfield right into the title shot. Uh, and that, that's saying that Alexa Grasso does not defeat Valentina Shevchenko because I would assume that if if Valentina loses, she's going to get an immediate rematch. Yeah, definitely. She deserves that. Uh, maybe you could do a UFC Paris that's not a huge pay-per-view. And maybe Fierro versus Santos could headline that. And you could still do Blanchfield versus Shevchenko later down the line. Well, I mean, I think a lot's going to have, have to depend on, on what happens in two weeks as well with the Cyril Gaon versus John Jones, right? If Cyril Gaon is the heavyweight champion of the world, then maybe you don't. Maybe you don't go for a fight night and, and you go with a big pay-per-view and you double stack it, right? Cyril Gaon versus whoever the contender is. And then you go... Manon Fierro. Oh my God! Versus, Dana would be wetting his pants. I mean, for that for that matchup. I mean, I think you would be wetting your pants. It, it would be a great matchup. And that's a hell of, that's a hell of a card. Yeah, that, man. that would be a good way to do it. But obviously, we've got to wait to see what happens with a uh, Cyril Gon, but b Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, the only other person that's out there, right, Eddie, is, is Tatiana Suarez, right? And she's actually fighting this weekend, and and we have not seen Tatiana Suarez in a while. Uh, she's the one where you know she had so much promise. Uh, but then, you know, she's undefeated. Her last win was back in 2019. That was her last fight was back in 2019. But she has wins over, you know, this, these are the last three people that, that Tatiana Suarez has wins over. Uh, Nina Nunes, Carla Sparza, Alexa Grasso. She, she, she stopped. She finished Carla and Alexa Grasso. So she's not a slouch either. So she's someone that, you know, if she can stay healthy, she's going to be right there up in the mix as well. And she also specializes in what has shown to be the one thing that makes Shevchenko human, the strong wrestling top game. Yeah, I mean, Talia Santos, I mean, won a scorecard, right? So it was a split decision win for Valentina Shevchenko when they fought last year in Singapore. And, and so, I mean, it was, I mean, and there was a lot of people who felt like Valentina was, was kind of given a gift right there. Um, did you say that Dominic Cruz was, all, did you say Dominic Reyes was almost a, uh, a light heavyweight champion? I thought you said Dominic Cruz. I was thinking back, I'm like, Dominic Cruz was a champion a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, if, yes. whatever I said, I meant Reyes. Yes. 
I was I was thinking back to that right now. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. So Tatiana Suarez is out there. Manon Fioro, she's out there. Aaron Blanchfield has catapulted herself right into the uh, into the title picture. You can move with her right now. And the great thing about her, she's young and she's only going to get better in this division, Eddie. So that's that, scary. that was exciting. Uh, in the co-main event, you had Zach Pauga versus Jordan Wright. Uh, that was a fight that happened. Uh, but okay, I, let's not call that a co-main event. I mean, that was a fight. Um, I mean, yeah. Even before it sucked, yes, it wasn't a co-main event. In the first fight of the night, though, we, we do want I do have to give props right to Alexander Hernandez. Uh, he defeats Jim Miller. A lot that was, was the co-main event. I mean, that, that that could very well have been a co-main event. But Alexander Hernandez. I mean, obviously Jim Miller, a veteran, has records. You know, fought on UFC 100, fought on UFC 200. Most likely going to fight on UFC 300. What an incredible feat that will be. Uh, and and Jim Miller, you know, he is not someone that just comes into. Uh, you know, he's won three in a row. He last fought Donald Cerrone, uh, Nicholas Moda, and then Eric Gonzalez before that. So this is not a guy who they're just throwing to, um, you know, make a name off of. This is a guy that has continued to win. Uh, and then, but Alexander Hernandez, he's lost the last two tough fights, Billy Q, uh, Bill and Quarantillo, and Renato Moicano. Uh, but this is a guy who looked really good in the first round and then fades going into the fights and as, as the fight progresses. So this was actually a great thing to see where he was able to, I think on one of the scorecards, or, or he was he lost the first round to Jim Miller. So seeing Jim Miller, uh, or seeing Alexander Hernandez be able to persevere and come back and win that fight in the second and third round, that was a really good win for him. Yeah, you got to change that to used to fade late in fights. I hope so. I, ho- I hope that's the case, that he will not fade uh, anymore, so... Well, I believe he's training at altitude now. He left San Antonio. I believe he's training in Denver. Yes. So that, that should help him out a lot. You know, it's interesting. I actually, so he, with Team Elevation, I thought I heard them say that Cody Garbrandt's there, which that one would blow my mind because wasn't TJ Dillashaw wow. at Team Elevation for a while? Yeah. Is he still there? That's a great question. Wait, didn't he retire, though? TJ, with TJ. Or is he just. Well, is he retired or is he injured and he's having the, uh, you know, I'm not going to fight right now. Yeah, maybe he's doing the Connor. Uh, I'm retired, so I can do PEDs without you getting on my case, type of deal. I'm not saying he is. Just could be, you know. Yeah, I, I see things. He could be. You never know, right? So uh, we'll see. Uh, just a few miscellaneous things from the fight card. Uh, Maria Bueno Silva. She had a slick knee bar uh, submission. It was, it was a good knee bar. Uh, Lena Lansbury actually retired after that fight. Well, why would you go to the ground with with uh, Maria Buenasova when you didn't have to? It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, how about how about Philippe Lins and uh, OSP? Yeah, oh OSP ruined my DraftKings. Let me tell you, I don't know what. Maybe he that first shot that hit him in the kind of flat in the nose was that powerful, but he was no good after that one shot. And I hate to say it because he's been fun to watch, but it's time to hang it up, dude. Unless he's gonna go bare knuckle, even then. After seeing this, what happens with one good shot, I don't think it's good uh, for him to keep on fighting. Yeah. Well, hey, let's actually, you mentioned, uh, that's guys, that's what we call in the, in the biz a segue. Eddie just did it right, right there. He segued to BKFC Knucklemania I'm 3. I'm a pro, baby. Uh, it was, uh, there was a lot going on with Knucklemania. There was a lot of moments at Knucklemania. It was Knucklemania. It was mania craziness. Knuckle nuts. I just made that up. Look, it was a crazy night of fights, man. The judges basically got the night off, only one decision, and that was the first first uh, matchup of the card. Look, man, 12 fights, eight first-round finishes, two second-round finishes, one fourth round, 
and that was a banger with uh, Diego Sanchez and one decision very early on. Man, did you see the main event? I didn't. I did not see Lorenzo Hunt versus oh, Mike Richmond. Lorenzo Hunt gets blasted right under the uh, right under the right eye, knocks him down. Huge, uh, huge egg under his eye. Barely makes up for a ten count. Gets back up, first punch he throws, knocks Richmond out cold. He hits the ground, and dude, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Richmond hits the ground, goes stiff, and his mouth literally goes. Oh, I, I did see that. I, I did not know yes. that was what I was watching. Yes. I mean, it's on our, Twitter, our Instagram if you want to see my crappy recording off the TV. But, oh, my God, I, I've never seen that before in my life. We've seen a lot of knockouts, dude. We've seen people go completely bored stiff. And, and you see, like, leg shakes and stuff like that, but never, like, a lip, yeah. the lip quiver. That was freaky. Um, in the co-main, Diego Sanchez and Austin Trout put on a banger. Um, it was fun to watch. Diego Sanchez got it was stopped because Diego had a big cut, but he was just outclassed the entire time. You could really see the difference between an MMA striker and a born natural boxer. I mean, his balance, his movement, his head movement, his feints. Um, he was just playing with his food by the end of it. Now, Diego did come out and say afterwards that he thinks uh, Trout was greased. And there's literally video during the introductions of his corner putting Vaseline around his neck. Which is, a, which is a big deal because in BKFC you can dirty box. So you can hold him around the neck and hit him. And Diego had said that that was his plan, which was probably not the best thing to tell people beforehand. But, yeah, so that, that's an issue. And also, that's the reason that Diego probably won't retire. Yeah, I mean, does it matter, right? Does it matter that he was greased for, for kind of what happened in the fight and how that ended up there? It shouldn't. But like I said, now that he's got an excuse, I, you, I can almost guarantee you we're going to see Diego again. Yeah, I mean, so that fight ended in a doctor stoppage. It wasn't like a knockout or anything, but it was just the cut that, uh, that finished that. So, But it was a good fight, though. Um, both Dotson brothers got big wins. Eric Dotson got a TKO in like a minute and a half. John Dotson got a TKO in about a minute 40. So both those guys are killing it at featherweight and flyweight. And who? Jordan's favorite fighter, the Prince of War, Greg Hardy. I saw that, man. I watched that. I, I, I did see that one. I mean, he got knocked out. Did you see the whole thing? I saw him. I saw him fall into the ropes. The first, in the, I think it was that that was in the first round, and then in the second round, I saw him just go down. Right. Yeah. Now he barely answered the ten count in the first round, and then it almost got stopped because Josh Watson had this hellacious cut on his eyebrow. So you know he he knew he had to come out swinging in the second round to keep that from opening up and uh, giving the doctor a reason to stop it. And boy, did he come out swinging. 19 seconds into the second round, Greg Hardy is out cold. Well, I'm glad he did, right? Because it was a, he was a huge underdog, too. Yeah. Um, also, guy looked like Bam Bam Bigelow Jr. Had the head tattoos and everything. That's a scary-looking dude. Yeah, you, you wish that he would have uh, changed his name there, so. That would have been great, man. And then, um, ooh, Carissa Sagala. I think she dislocated her ankle. So at one point, she gets knocked down, and her leg kind of folds under her, and her... Right ankle is going 90 degrees to her right instead of off in front of her. And she just kind of puts it back. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, she just that one, she, I didn't she need literally to see. just moved her foot and back. And, like, she was getting ready to get back up. 
and so the doctor called it off at that point, right? He's like, hey, this is not warrior yeah. where you can, you know, you can put your shoulder back into place and be like, all right, we're good. Let's go. They actually do stop fights if you if that happens. Yeah, I think she tried to stand up but couldn't. And it just reminds me how close I came to that happening to me twice playing football with big guys rolling up my ankles from the side. I'm like, ooh, I must have a pretty stretchy ligaments because she just fell on her own weight. And the thing just popped out. That was ugly. All right, Andy. But it was a fun night, man. Yeah, I mean, BKFC was definitely owned the night there. So uh, that was BKFC Knuckle Mania 3. That was UFC at Vegas 69, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. This is Alexander the Great, and you are listening to Eddie and Jordan on Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's up with that? 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 You, yeah. Woo! Welcome back to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn at HornFM.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. It's Jordan. When is SNL back? It is back this week. Woody, is it? Okay. Yes, Woody Harrelson is going to be on it this week. I think you got Jack nice. White as well. Uh, and then it's three weeks in a row. You got Travis Kelsey. I, just, okay. I better see a Patrick Mahomes uh, either an impersonation or I better see him on the show uh, yeah. with Kelsey Ballerini. And then you got Jenna Ooh. Ortega in the nineteen seventy five. Oh, okay. Jenna Ortega. She is. I think she's Wednesday, right? In the uh, yes. In the new. I think she's also in the new Scream movie. Yes, she was. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Wednesday Adams. Yeah. yeah, she was Wednesday Adams. So that is what's going on on SNL. All right. Well, did you watch any XFL this weekend? No, but I did hear that the championship game is going to be at the Alamo Dome. I heard saw The Rock announce that. That's right. Road trip? No. No, not at all. Come on, Jordan. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, unless if we're credentialed, we'll talk about it. All right. Well, you know, I did watch uh, like three of the four games, and I turned away from the San Antonio Brahmas game just before St. Louis completed their comeback, and uh, I'm very disappointed. Do you have any XFL? And San Antonio. You used to have an XFL jersey. Do you still? I'm sure you still do. Do you have you got any new XFL uh, clothes? I do not have anything new from the XFL because if I did, it would probably be not Dallas Arlington because they have cool uh, cool colors. But no, I don't have anything from the new XFL. It's funny that I remember that you have an XFL jersey. That is funny. I borrowed it one time. I forgot I had an XFL jersey. I I borrowed it one time. That's right. It was a Halloween costume? No, I think it was just like a jersey day. And so I said, you know what? Oh, okay. I'm going to wear an XFL jersey. Nice. You were the hit of the party. Yeah. Now, speaking of hits at the parties, Jordan, Jorge Masvidal announced a lineup for Game Bread Boxing 4. What's up with that? Yeah, so I think this is actually the week, Eddie, the week before he takes on Gilbert Burns. In That's going to be happening in Miami. I don't know if you want to be splitting your... Uh, you're focused like that before fighting Burns. Well, I mean, yeah, Burns is going to be tough, obviously. So that's happening on the 8th. On the 1st of April, uh, he is holding Game Bread Boxing 4, Eddie. And it's going to be happening at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. Uh, it's going to be available on pay-per-view on UFC Fight Pass. But this is who is fighting 
on the card. You've got uh, you you got Pearl Gonzalez versus Gina Mazzani. You got Paul Daly versus Anthony Taylor. Vitor Belfort versus Jacare Souza. These are all boxing fights. You got Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens. Jose Aldo fresh off his first boxing win that he just had uh, last week. And then in the main event. You got Anthony Pettis, Milwaukee zone against the 54-year-old Roy Jones Jr. I know Anderson Silva is jealous of that one. I know. Anderson always talked about wanting to fight Roy Jones Jr. So. Yeah, but sitting on his Jake Paul money, I think he's okay. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll do something soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, that's going to be a fun card, man. That, that day is um, it's full of stuff, man. WrestleMania night one. Yeah, I think there's also a, I think there's also a UFC card, too. I mean, I'm sure there is. Let's see. Uh, let's see. It's UFC 287 is the week before. No, there's not. Actually, there's, the, there's a two-week gap between UFC San Antonio, March 25th, and then April uh, 8th in Miami. So Maybe it was Bellator or they something. They are not going but head-to-head. Yeah. So Good. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's some stuff that weekend. Let me tell you. I got a calendar somewhere. But, um, yeah, that one's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, Jordan, I'm not, I don't know how much I'm going to be watching – but the Ultimate Fighter has already started filming in Las Vegas. What's up with that? I yeah. know you like to go there. Yeah, both Connor and Michael Chandler are in Vegas. They're filming tough. It looks like there's going to be 16 fighters, eight in bantamweight, eight in lightweight. So all men. Uh, if you remember Chris Moutinho, remember that guy, that green-haired zombie that fought Sean O'Malley that just kept going, he's fighting on the car, or he's fighting on the show. Uh, I'm trying to think other people. So Hope he's learned some defense. At 155 pounds, you've got, I'm trying to think, Austin Hubbard. He was 3-4 and four in the UFC. Jason Knight was 4-5 and five in the UFC. Uh, yeah, it's all Bush. kind of a redemption story, isn't yeah. it? Some of it are, are redemption people. Some are, I mean, some are a little bit older as well. Uh, it looks well, that's like what they need redemption. You look at the bantamweights, right? There's one that is 27 years old, one 25. Everyone else is over 30. Uh, you got guys that were on Dancing with uh, Dancing with <laughs> Dana White, uh, Dana White Contender Series. I do that every time. Yeah, too, man. sometimes you look at that. Cody Gibson, uh, Anthony Burchak. So it's uh, it, it is kind of a redemption there. So it'll be good to see. Uh, you've seen Connor there in the uh, in the tough gym at the Apex, uh, kind of shadow boxing. There's been a little bit of controversy though. Uh, MMA manager Danny Rubenstein he said, tweeted out that uh, three guys were removed from the show to make way uh, for Connor's guys. So that uh, that Connor wanted to bring his own guys in, so three guys got cut. Gilbert Burns and Chris Curtis also came out and said that was the case. Uh, Connor actually put a tweet out to Chris Curtis and said that's not true. I only know one guy on the show, and he put himself forward for it. And he is now, after today, set to fight the number one seed. I didn't ask, no request, nothing. And I certainly don't have people removed. I'm just trying to get myself back in the mix. Uh, so so we'll see. I, I don't know. Hopefully it'll all play out, and we'll see what happens. Uh the usual suspects. I saw John Kavanaugh uh, with the uh, with Connor in one of the pictures. But over on the Chandler coaching side, you've got uh, you got a wrestling coach. You got the Kill uh, Killcliffe FC wrestling coach Greg Jones. You got a boxing coach in Jason Strout. You got former ADCC world champion Robert Drysdale, and the current Bellator heavyweight champion Ryan Bader. He's in the tough gym. He is he is coaching alongside Michael Chandler. Now, I'm surprised Chandler even has a wrestling coach, considering he likes to forget that he knows how to wrestle. You would think that he's so good that he could just be the wrestling coach there, but. Well, he's probably, maybe he's forgotten how. Maybe yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Had to bring in Bader. All right, Jordan. Um, I hate asking this, but is there any update on IV Gate for uh, Mas- uh, Islam Magashev and 
Alexander Volkanovsky from UFC 284 last week. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. This, this continued kind of the saga of IV Gate continues on. Uh, Jeff Novinsky, who is the kind of the U.S., or excuse me, he is in charge of like uh, USADA and that program within the UFC. He told Brendan Fitzpatrick that, uh, you know, what could have been is that all non-Australian fighters were all blood tested, which could end up with a mark on his arm, uh, but that he did say that there has been no evidence that any of the fighters took an IV. Uh, the Australian Commission has come out and said that there's no evidence either in this case that uh, that some of the fighters came out and took an IV. Um, but uh, apparently in, in 2019, you saw to actually change the policy that you could take up to 100 milliliters if given by a licensed physician. Uh, they said they let everyone know, but it doesn't seem like that uh, was communicated very well. Uh, you did have uh, Ali Abdelaziz come out and put a tweet and delete it that said, hey, dummies, uh, anyone can put uh, you know two to three liters of an IV and if it's with a physician, uh, that's not true. You cannot put two to three liters worth of an IV and that would be quite a bit. Uh, if you think about what a liter of cola, what's that from? What's, what's a liter of cola, Eddie? <laughs> Super troopers. Yes, a liter of cola. A uh, liter of cola? Yeah. You think about how much a, is 100 milliliters? I, well, that how would be a, a thousand, right? How is that? You know? Or, yeah, I mean, how, uh, like how big, like, oh, like small. A thousand, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, 100 milliliters would be teeny, teeny tiny, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I give my kids... Uh, I guess I what do I do like ten milliliters when they uh, you know when they have uh, you know they get sick of, of medicine so in a little cup so it you like can't, a couple you, teaspoons I, so, I don't know yeah. uh, I'm not a doctor and I was told there'd be no math so uh, but Eddie at the end of the day I don't think anything is going to come out of this so uh, Dan Hooker you, you, there's been no evidence you know produced there's been nothing even remotely close to evidence so not exactly sure what's uh, what's the plan here. Um, yeah, there's really no, um, there's no end game for him. I don't think he just felt like throwing something out there because he was upset. And like I said, the thing is going to live on on the internet forever because that's what the internet does. And that's what fanboys will do to try and give a Volker reason for losing. But Hey, Volkanovsky offered to run it back again in Abu Dhabi. So he could be the one getting booed. So maybe it'll happen again someday. But I'm in no rush to see it again because it was good, but that doesn't mean we have to recreate it immediately. I, I don't need to see that fight next, right? If anything, I would like to see you know, him go fight Yard Rodriguez. And, and let's move the featherweight division along, right? Because you got Max Holloway. you got Arnold Allen. They're fighting in, uh, in May in Kansas City. So, I mean, that's going to be a number one contender's fight. So, I would assume that we're going to see Volk fight against Yair sometime in the near future, right? May, June, we'll go from there. Who do you think is next up for Islam? Well, you know, Benil Dariush Oof. is fighting Charles Oliveira at on May sixth. You know, 6th. Dana doesn't like him. Well, I mean, I think if he <laughs> if he does win that fight, you know, how much does he really have to do in order to to get that win? But I would yeah, think that if Benil Dariush, if he gets the win over uh, Charles Oliveira, you would think that he is going to uh, get the belt or get the title shot, right? Because you're not going to do Chandler versus um, you're not going to do Chandler versus Connor as the next fight. I mean, they're they're not even going to fight until the end of you know. The show ends in August. Maybe they do it in August. Maybe September. Maybe October. Maybe it's the New York card. In, you know, we still don't even know if November. Connor's back in the testing pool yet. He, I don't believe it. So he's, he may be six months away. And Dustin Poirier. Well, I love Dustin. Um, gosh, you know, he's kind of the odd man out because you also have Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazib. That fight is happening uh, March 11th, right? That's happening at, at UFC 286 in, uh, in London. So there's a lot of good options. But I would think if Dariush gets past... Charles Oliver, you, you got to put him up for the title next. But you also have, I think Ramadan's coming up, and so we may not see uh, Is- Islam fight Ooh. until after that. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
Now, it looks like the UFC Men's Bantamweight Championship has a date. What's up with that one? Yeah, so I just mentioned UFC, I think it's 288, or is it 280? It's 288 on May 6th. On Monday, Aljamain Sterling, he announced on his YouTube channel that the UFC is looking to book him versus Henry Cejudo uh, on May 6th at UFC 288. Now, uh, it looks like verbal agreements have been made. Uh, Contracts are going to be fully executed, uh, hopefully in the next few days. Uh, It's interesting, right? Because this is, it seems like it's, a good fight to make. Uh, although you did have Peter Jan versus Sean O'Malley, which we thought was going to be for a number one contenders fight. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're not doing anything. Maybe Sean O'Malley is going to just be sitting there waiting for the winner here. Uh, but right now, Aljo versus Henry Cejudo is going to be the fight on that card. You also have Oliveira versus Benil Darius. We're probably one more championship away uh, from that card being, uh, being done. So what do you think about that, that fight, Eddie? Is, is Henry Cejudo the right guy right now? No. I still don't understand how Dana went from hating him so much for retiring to putting him right back into a title shot. Like, just because he talks a lot on his YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Like, they've literally made Sean O'Malley into a star, and now they're passing him up. I don't understand that one. Well, maybe they don't like the matchup for Aljo versus Sean O'Malley. They like a Henry Cejudo versus Sean O'Malley a little bit better uh, because – you know, Aljo will just sit and backpack you, and it will not be enjoyable. But the thing is, you're going to start getting a... a Cejudo's a better wrestler, though. But you're going to have, like, a, a delay, right? Not just, like, just a... Um, I can't think of the word, but, like, just... It's going to be too crowded at the top, right? You got Cheeto and Corey Sanhagen fighting before this fight as well. So, I mean, if Cheeto wins, I mean, you would think that, like, Cheeto versus Sean O'Malley would be great again, but I, I want to see... I don't want to see either of the guys cancel each other out. Yeah, it's tough. That's why they get paid the big bucks. All right, Jordan, hit us with some new fights. All right, so we saw at UFC uh, 284, Dan Hooker had a cast on his hand. So he is out of his fight against Jalen Turner. Uh, And now if you know that, uh, Dan Hooker, good fighter. He's currently ranked 11th. Jalen Turner was ranked 10th. On short notice, Matus Gamrot is stepping in. He is ranked seventh. So that's a big step up for Jalen Turner. If Jalen Turner gets by uh, Gamrot, that is a huge win and that is, you know, oh, just shows that he's the real deal in the division. Uh, uh, March 11th, you've got Carlson Harris versus Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. I like him. Uh, you've got uh, Davy Grant fighting Rafael Asuncao. Chase Sherman versus Chris Barnett coming up. Uh, Zach Cummings versus Ed Herman. Tanner Bozer going down to light heavyweight fighting Ian Kutalaba. Uh, Mateus Nikolaou fighting Brandon Royval. Uh, Clay Guida, the carpenter, coming back against Rafael Garcia. You got Bruno Silva versus Brad Tavares. Bryce Mitchell versus Jonathan Pierce. That's on that May 6th card. And then over on May 13th, you got Matt Brown versus Court McGee. Anthony Smith versus John. Johnny Walker, Jalton Almeida versus Jarzinho Rosenstruck. So those are some fights. Did you hear about Bryce Mitchell and his hand? I haven't heard about that. I mean, I heard about the drill before, but not about his hand. Yeah, we're not talking about his boys this time, but like a huge like splinter, like three inches long through his hand. Who is he? Okay, doctor to remove it. Uh, Yeah, I think now he's a big proponent of wearing gloves. Okay, he uh, does his work at home. There we go. Uh, Just you should take a hint from that with your chicken coop. Yes, in Bellator. Uh, Michael Page is fighting Goti Yomuchi. And then they're going to Hawaii April 21st and 22nd. Uh, Liz Carmouche is going to fight Deanna Bennett. Uh, you got Tim Johnson versus Saeed Soma. And then Arlene Blenkow versus Sarah McMahon. And then on the next night, you got Rafian Stotts versus Patchy Mix. That's for the Bantamweight Grand Prix finale. Alima Len McFarland, of course, is going to be fighting there. She's fighting Kana Watanabe. And then uh, Charlie Leary versus Yancey Medeiros. Uh, Elon Cruz, he's a former UFC guy, uh, versus Bobby King. And then Veda Ortega versus Samiku Inaba. Eddie, those are a lot of new fights. 
But I didn't do it last week. So that's why I gave you the double up here. Uh, guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, I know you love it. I know this is your favorite week of the year. It's a Jake Paul fight weekend. Jake Paul taking on Tommy Fury, Saudi Arabia. Stakes on the line, though. If Jake Paul wins this fight, he is going to be a ranked fighter in the cruiserweight division, I think in the WBC, right? Yeah, but how high? I mean, maybe maybe 50th, maybe 100th. Maybe he just gets on like the ballot at this point. It's like saying I've got a hit song, but I'm in the top 200, but at number 200. Yeah, at least maybe if you have a song, that would be great. So, uh, Eddie, uh, are you excited? Are you going to watch Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury? Uh, I think I'll be cutting my toenails at that time. I don't know. I might be bored enough to look it up, but um, I'm not. I'm not paying sixty bu- or fifty bucks for that, man. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. What, what would you more be more inclined to watch? Uh, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul, or would you watch Aaron Chalmers? Versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Isn't there any wrestling on? Or hey, I'll, I'll watch XFL instead. Okay. Well, just so like, you know. Me with the highlights on Twitter. I told you that. So last week, <laughs> I think I told you. Uh, he's on uh, Aaron. He was on Jordy Shore. But he's also, he's fought, right? So he is, he's 5-2 and two in MMA. Uh, he fought in Bama. He fought in Bellator. He had four fights in Bellator. So not uh, not terrible. So, uh, Eddie. Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, Tommy Fury was 2-0 and before he became a British reality TV star. Yeah. TV star. Love Island. There you go. Uh, Eddie, the UFC is also back this week. They're going to be UFC Vegas 70, headlined by Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann, I want to say Ryan Spann is ranked, I think, what is he ranked? Eighth right now. Uh, Nikita Krylov, not ranked. That's not a, uh, that's, that's a, an interesting fight. You have, you have a top 10 ranked light heavyweight I'm actually probably a little bit more excited, Eddie, for the co-main event. You got Andre Muniz. He is 23-4. and Let me tell you his last three wins. Uh, He defeated Uriah Hall. He defeated your boy, Eric Anders. He defeated Jacare Souza. I think he's actually the guy that broke Jacare's arm that one time. Uh, And so so he's no slouch, right? Brendan Allen, also not a slouch. Christoph Jocko, uh, Jacob Malcon, Sam Alvey. He doesn't have a loss to to Chris Curtis. Uh, Also has a loss to uh, Sean Strickland. But... Also, you know, another fun fighter. So I actually like that fight. Augusto Sakai, now he's on a little bit of a slump. I think he's lost like four in a row to Sergey Spivak, tied to Avasa, Jarzinho, Rosenstruck, and Alistair. So not bad losses. Uh, he's fighting Dontel Mays. Uh, but Eddie, the return, I mentioned this earlier, the return I'm looking forward to and I'm yes. interested in is Tatiana Suarez. That is the story of the night. She is coming back. She had a knee surgery. Uh, she was coming. But remember, she was supposed to come back in, in September 2021. She was going to fight Roxanne Modafferi, uh, and she was pulled to the event because she hurt her knee again. Talia Santos stepped in, and uh, and I, I, I can't think back. But I'm sure she beat Roxanne Modafferi. But this is like it's prolonged. Like, when is she going to come back? When is she going to come back? I'm really excited to see because a win at a Tatiana Suarez, going by the names that she's beat, 
Alexa Grasso fighting for a title next week. Carlos Barza, a former champion. Uh, Nina Nunez uh, is the wife of a champion. You know, so maybe we can look at all those <laughs> together. Uh, so like by osmosis, maybe. But like a, a win could like propel her right back in there. It could. And I'm kind of glad that she took her time coming back because you don't want, you know, one, knee in, one big knee injury to lead to another one, which it kind of did. But she hasn't fought since June 2019. So, yeah, it's, it's about time we see her come back, and I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, also on the fight card, you got Jordan. I think he's like the Monkey King. He just fought. He's coming off that loss to Patty Pimblett. Uh, you got Ode Osborne. He's fighting the card. So there's definitely some names on here uh, that, I, that I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in hearing what's going to happen. Like I said, Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. That's a fun fight, man. And, and, and then obviously Tatiana Suarez coming back is going to be good as well. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Uh, stay tuned for Stu and Justin. Sports guys talking wrestling next. They're going to talk all about the Elimination Chamber. Follow us at 104.9 The Horn hornfm.com and fight night atx on twitter on instagram on facebook thank you so much and i'm going to utah i'm gonna go ski this weekend but i will see you next week hey man stay safe be nice to your brothers stay positive and love your life and if we ever didn't thank you let us do it now happy trails to you till we meet again